Welcome to the Holly Burby Podcast, the place for insights, advice, and real talk for mamas of teens and young adults. If you're ready to equip, empower, and encourage your teenage or young adult kiddo for success in our ever-changing world, this is the place for you. My name is Holly Burby, and with more than 20 years of experience as a school teacher, leadership coach, and relationship mentor, I know firsthand the unique challenges and growth opportunities that come with raising this generation. Today, as a professional coach and mentor, I help moms, teens, and young adults learn super simple emotional intelligence habits that they can use to manage their anxieties, cope with stress, and navigate the messy emotional moments that come with growing up. Each week, we'll practice having uncomfortable conversations in a more comfortable way about all things adolescent. Understanding your teen or young adult doesn't have to feel confusing, scary, or hard, my friend. Forgive your mistakes easily, ditch the mom guilt, and regain confidence in your ability to be there for your kid in the best way that you know how. So put on your smarty pants, get cozy, and let's dish out some mama bear wisdom just for you. Hey you, what's going on? This is Holly Burby and welcome to the Holly Burby podcast. This is officially season three, but really this is more like season two and a half because (laughs) season two was so super short before life just got in the way and a giant pivot in my career and the people I work with has also come about in that time. Thankfully, it feels super exciting. I feel super ready for it. And that's what this episode is going to be about today. This one is for the moms and even dads who are raising teenagers and young adults. Because yes, the show has gotten a name change to the Holly Burby podcast. And in addition to that, this is the place for insights advice and real talk about all things raising teens and young adults. So I am talking to you. Now, if you are listening to the show and you're thinking to yourself, I thought we were talking about emotional intelligence. I thought we were talking about relatable matters. Well, it's still relatable and relatability does still matter. And though I'm going to be talking mostly about how to raise Generation Z, those who are currently between the ages of 11 and 26, know that I'm still going to be talking about emotional intelligence. Again, emotional intelligence includes things like how we are in relationships, the way that we communicate with people or don't, how we are showing empathy or we're not. It's your self-awareness. It's your social awareness when you're around other people. So it still pertains to, yes, the current topic of raising Gen Z in this generation of teens and young adults. But also, if you think back on your life when you were growing up, who taught you emotional intelligence? Did anyone teach you emotional intelligence? Did anyone teach you how to be in a relationship of friendship? Did anyone teach you how to be in a romantic partnership? How to have open lines of communication? How to express your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, your wants, your needs? Did anyone teach you that? Did anyone teach you growing up how to be self-aware of your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings? Did someone teach you the vocabulary that you need in order to express what you are experiencing in that moment? Because the odds are 
Someone did not teach you those things. So whether you are, yes, raising teenagers and young adults in this season of your life, then hi, yes, this show is for you. But also, if you didn't have that growing up, or you feel as an adult, you know, I did have people who guided me in being emotionally intelligent, but you feel like you could use a refresher or an update, this show is still for you. Let me be that person in your life. Let me be your your big sister that is going to help pull you up and boost your emotional intelligence and your confidence in your ability to be self-aware, socially aware, communicative, etc. I am here for you and that's what this show is all about. So back to the theme of today. This one is for the moms and dads of raising teens and young adults. And listen, if you're listening to this right now and you are a mom, okay? I'm going to be talking directly to you. You're going to hear me say mom or mama, etc. If you're a dad, it still applies. Please replace the language in your mind and apply it to your life. Sometimes I will even go into on this show the difference between how stereotypically a mom and a dad may handle certain situations differently and know that there is never 100% truth or fact in everything that I say. Please take what I share, take my stories, take my wisdom, keep what you want, discard the rest. Additionally, know that if you're not currently raising young people in your life, or maybe you don't need the big sister (laughs) role model to teach you about emotional intelligence, you might still have impact on young people of the world and this show will support you as well. So if you are, for example, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, if you are a teacher, a counselor, a therapist, if you work in an office setting with Gen Z, with people who are of working age between the ages of 18 and 26, and you're noticing that they are very different from millennials and millennials are very different from Gen X and so on and so forth. This show is still for you and today's topic can still hit home for you as well. So yes, the show, I'm going to talk to moms and if you are not literally raising somebody right now, it's okay. There's still something here for everyone. So let me give you a little backstory of how this pivot in who I serve came to be. If you are not familiar with my history and my profession, my formal education is in secondary school, secondary education of science. So my degrees are in biology. I have a minor of in chemistry. And back when I was 22 years old, I was in my senior year of college and I was preparing to go to medical school. I had taken my MCAT. I was applying to med schools and it was in the fall of my senior year and I was supposed to be starting med school interviews. Well, what happened is during the interview window, I caught mono. And if you know anything about mono, you know that it makes you really, really tired. Well, I I had a very bad case of it where I was bedridden, couldn't even go to class for the last, for those two months that I was sick. And so in that time, I missed the interviews for med school and I had to go looking for a backup plan. So I sat down with my guidance counselor and at the university and she says to me, well, you know, you, you need to wait a year because the window is closed for heading off to med school 
do you want to just take a couple extra classes and you'd get another bachelor's degree and you'd also have a teaching certificate? And I'm like, all right, that sounds good. Because I was always back and forth between being a physician and being a teacher. I really liked that both of them um, had challenges and it would stay interesting for me. But honestly, I had a concern that becoming a doctor was going to be too monotonous for me. And I liked the idea that with education, you really don't know what's going to pop up on a day-to-day basis with the kids that you're working with. So I ended up doing that year, getting a teaching certificate. And the minute I walked into a classroom for the first time, just as an intern, it was a seventh grade classroom in the heart of downtown Lansing, Michigan. And oh my, goodness they were wild and I loved it (laughs) I loved every second of it these little 12 year olds 13 year olds were running around they were loud there was so much to witness notice correct guide on mentor on and I loved it at the same time in my curriculum I was taking an educational psychology class and I was thoroughly enjoying learning the backstory behind how people learn how people think how we take information that we've learned and we use it or we don't so I have been a nerd about all things human behavior mentorship for over 20 years at this point that is where it began. So I went into public education. I was a middle school and high school teacher, mostly in the state of Florida for 10 years. I taught middle school, seventh and eighth grade science for a few years. And then I moved up to the high school. And at the high school, I taught chemistry honors regular AP chemistry and I would tell the students every single day at the start of class or the first day of school rather I'm not a science nerd. <laughs> like my degree is in science. I'm good at science. That's why I teach science and I am not a science nerd. So I will do you well in educating you in this way and also know that I really like mentorship. I want this environment for all of us to be supportive. I want it to be as positive as possible. I want all of you to know that you can come to me with whatever is going on socially in your life or in at home, if you need someone to talk to, I am that person. And just so you know, on the first day of school, it didn't sound that nice. <laughs> like I was, I was not that nice. I was pretty bossy about it. It actually sounded more like, here are the rules, here are the consequences. Let me tell you what it's going to sound like if you try to come at me or whatever I said back in, you know, 2010, if you try to c- come to me and, and go against me, I will win and you will lose. And that will be the end of the conversation. Do we have an understanding? Kabish. And they would say, got it. Understanding. Understood. Kabish in return. Because that was, but I had to. I had to take on that frame of mind from the jump because I was setting the stage with those young people of this is my domain. I am responsible for your safety, your physical and mental and emotional well-being while you were in this classroom. And I am supposed to teach you science at the same time. I did not start by saying, I'm here to teach you science. And oh, by the way, I hope you're a good human being. I always had their humanness before their academic. That was so important to me. And so it's probably no surprise that I also was a junior class sponsor, a senior class sponsor. I was one of the coaches of the girls weightlifting team. And 
in that time, the mentorship was so important. I planned the proms, I planned the graduations, and this was a big school, okay? So these were massive undertakings, but those were the things I found so much joy in because I got to know young people. I loved seeing different groups of young people, of teenagers come into my classroom, sophomores, juniors, seniors in high school. They don't know anyone. They don't know each other. They don't know me, especially the sophomores. By senior year, it was a little bit different. But I had to work to gain their trust and I had to work to create a structure for them that they could thrive in academically, socially, emotionally, and mentally. And that was a challenge. Every single class period that I had during the day, there were six different groups of students. I had 150 teenagers a day. And that was before I was running the after-school clubs or coaching a sport. 150 kids a day. And it was my job to make sure that they had compassion and understanding for one another, that they were communicating in a way that other people understood, that they felt it was all right to learn through mistakes and through practice that they also learned in my classroom environment that it was okay and encouraged to support others through words of encouragement and high fives or I would I would stamp their papers every day with different colors of ink pads and different stamps I mean, have you ever seen a 17 or 18 year old kid get excited about a rubber stamp that has a unicorn on it? I mean, come on, but I'm serious. They just loved that I tried to bring humanness to the environment and I just tried to lighten the mood a little bit. It didn't have to be so serious, but the care of them was serious to me. And so when I left teaching in 2014, I left it with the intention of becoming a life coach, becoming a professional coach and getting certified in the career that I currently have worked in since 2014, like I said. And it was difficult to leave the high school kids behind, but I knew it was the right thing to do because they told me that I could have a massive impact. They expressed to me that I had made an impact on their life as a human being and how they see the world and how they interact with one another. And they were my cheerleaders. They were sad to see me go, but they were my encouragers to go for the dream. And even to this day, there's still many, 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 many of them who still follow me on social, who comment on my stuff. A lot of them are now married and parents (laughs) and they are still in the this ability to say, you know what? Holly is a pretty safe person. I can reach out to her if I'm going through something and they shoot me a DM and just say, I'm really struggling right now and I don't know how to deal with this breakup or disciplining my little kid or my husband is driving me nuts. Whatever it is, they know they can still come to me. And that is my passion and my purpose of working to support you in bringing that kind of trust to your family. And I'm not saying that there isn't trust in your family right now. I'm sure there is an immense amount. And I think there is always room for improvement. I think there's always ways that we can 
open the door for our kids to come to us just a little bit more often and a little more frequently, where it doesn't have to be awkward or fake or, mom, why are you talking to me like this? It's so weird. You never do this. It's okay to try new methods, especially because they can, in this age, become more self absorbed. They can become self-centered where they're only thinking about themselves. And it's not because they are heartless or don't care about other people. It's simply the nature of this age. There are so many things going on in their mind in terms of development. Their brain is creating new pathways every single day. They're learning how to manage stress that is increasing year over year. And they don't all have the emotional intelligence to talk about it. So if they don't talk about it, sometimes it's because it's not that they don't know that they're feeling something, they do, but they'll say, I don't know when you ask them what's wrong because they don't have the words for it. So another mission I have is to increase emotional literacy for you and therefore for our young people as well, because they may only know to say they are happy, sad, or angry. And that's just three examples of hundreds of different ways they can express their emotions. But if they're not given a emotionally and psychologically safe place to practice expressing what they're thinking, what they're feeling, they will become more shut down and recluse. They'll be less likely to approach you about Things And so that's why this show and my audience and my clientele is taking a turn. And the ways that I'm doing this is I'm currently now coaching private clients. So if you are a mom or a dad of a teen or young adult and you would love coaching on how to improve this dynamic, reach out to me. All those contact links will be in the show notes below, but you can also find them on my website as well. And in addition to this, I'm also coaching teens and young adults because I think we all have become aware as I'm recording this, it is June of 2023. When we went through lockdown of 2020 COVID-19 pandemic, there is a riptide effect, not a ripple effect, a riptide effect, that since then, our young people have missed out, yes, academically, on being up to par with where they, quote, should be in their academics, but also our young people have an emotional gap as well that they missed out on simply because they didn't have the face-to-face exposure, the body language reading exposure, that practice of being in school, being around adults that model those things for us. Even young adults who are in their early 20s, it's easy to look at someone who, let's say, is 25 years old and think, well, they're 25 and they're my coworker and they should just figure it out. But the the pandemic and shutdown impacted them as well because think back to when you were 21 or 22 years old. That's the age this person was when all that happened. And at the same time in their world, a lot of them were transitioning from a college or a vocational school into the workforce. Some of them were about to 
begin entrepreneurship in some way. Some of them were just trying to go to work every day and learn from their mentors or their bosses in the workplace how to be a contribution. And they didn't get that opportunity. They didn't learn, they didn't have the modeling presented to them of how to chase what you want, how to ask for what you need, how to pursue a career goal. They didn't have anyone at the time teaching them that. And here they are at 25, 26 years old, and we are expecting them to just figure it out now, or they should just do it. But instead, what they're met with is, wow, they're 24, 25. They're socially inept. They don't communicate well. They don't have strategic Uh, planning in their schedule or in the way they reach out to people. These kids didn't learn anything. It's the whole generation. It's everyone. This narrative pops up all the time. Remember, the young adults were impacted too. So if you are raising a teen or young adult and you would like coaching, it is something I do on an individual basis. I also coach teens and young adults directly if that is something that they want support for as well. So that is everything from, yes, their emotions, their thoughts, their feelings, but also I focus a lot with these young people on what's called executive function. And executive function is how do you organize your life? How do you generate a goal? How do you take a step toward what it is that you say you want? How do you make decisions and trust yourself to make a decision? That is all part of executive function. And it is only learned by either A, it is taught to us directly, which uh, that didn't happen and doesn't happen, or B, it's taught through modeling by being around adults or people who are showing us those behaviors on the regular. And our young people today, they missed out on the modeling for a very long time. So I'm here to bridge that gap alongside you. And if you're just looking for some extra support, I have also created a free Facebook group called the Holly Burby Podcast Insiders. And it is a support group for free where you will get bonus content from me in this Facebook group. But more importantly, you'll be able to ask questions of each other, support one another when you're having a frustrating day with the young person in your life, or you're having a huge dose of mom guilt or dad guilt, and you're questioning if you're doing things right, or you need a resource to get over the hump of whatever it is you're feeling about parenting or your ability as an adult in the moment, this group is for you. It's going to give you that feeling and that reassurance that you are not alone, that you are resourceful and you absolutely are doing the best you can with what you know. And remember, you don't know what you don't know. So there's no blame for it because you don't know yet. Once you know and you know better, then you can do better and you can be better. And it's okay if you're not there yet. So again, if you want to work with me, reach out to me directly. Use the link in the description and the show notes. Also, if you are looking for the support group, join the Holly Burby Podcast Insiders. It's already off to a really great start. I'm super excited about the content that's in there, the dialogue that's happening in there, the virtual high fives of, oh my gosh, me too. I just went through this with my son last week. Like I am here for it. I love it. 
So everyone, this one's for the moms and the dads raising teenagers and young adults. This is for young teenage you that really wished that they had a big sister to teach them these emotional intelligence skills and pull them up farther. I'm here for you. That's what this show is for. I so appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. I look forward to dropping so many new episodes. I think I've got like over 20 already outlined and ready to go because the ideas are just pouring out of me and it feels so good to know I'm going to be able to support as many people as possible. So thank you for listening. Thank you for trusting me. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Reach me in whatever way that you see fit. And until next time, I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. I'm sending you the biggest hug from over here. I truly hope this episode brought you one step closer to navigating quarter life challenges with confidence. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you take 30 seconds to help others discover the show. Share this episode with a friend, leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or take a screenshot of today's episode, tag me in your Instagram stories at holly.burby.coaching and share with me what you learned. Want more discussion and support from other mamas? Join our free community, Holly Burby Podcast Insiders, over on Facebook. I'll leave the link for you in the show notes. Until next time, stay curious, remain encouraged, and keep empowering yourself. You're doing great, I promise.